name is Natalie Nation, and you're listening to Feed That Nation. I've been excited to do this episode since I got the idea for it, but it's been more and more difficult for me to figure out how to put to words the things I'm feeling and the things that I hope to get across in this podcast episode. I wanted to talk about disappointment specifically disappointment in academia and students linking their own self-worth to external awards and achievements and then what that means when those goals are not met. So back in February, I was approached by one of my professors, someone who's been a mentor to me since I started at St. Kate's, really, And she told me that she was going to nominate me to be in the running for commencement speaker for the class of 2019. And I was sort of overwhelmed by the information. I was like very flattered and pleased that she thought of me and wanted to nominate me. And I know that I've done some pretty cool things over the course of my time at St. Kate's that would merit the nomination. So I said, okay, sure, you can nominate me. I didn't really know what went into the process at the time. But then as I learned a little more about it, so at St. Kate's to be come and nomin- to be even nominated and considered in the running for commencement speaker, not only do two separate faculty members need to fill out the nomination form, but the nominee herself or themselves has to fill out the form. So I filled out a form answering four questions that had to do with my academic achievements, my community engagement, any accolades that I'd earned over my time here, things like that. It was sort of like writing my personal statement for getting into graduate school, so I actually borrowed some of the information from that So because, you know, why reinvent the wheel? And then I found out to also be considered not only do you have to have the two faculty nominations and nominate yourself, but you have to write a draft of your potential commencement speech. And that was sort of overwhelming information for me. I had about three weeks to get it done, and it was only 500 words required. So I started putting words to paper. I'd work on it every couple of days throughout the three weeks. I worked on it a lot over spring break. And the more I started to articulate the ideas in the speech that I wanted to get across and the things that I wanted to say, the more I could picture myself being chosen and actually getting to say these words on the stage in front of and to all of my peers. So I started to get excited about it and I started to think that, wow, like I've done some really incredible things at my time at St. Kate's and I'm being recognized for them and how amazing would it be if I was chosen to be commencement speaker? Given my sort of preface into this episode, you can obviously see where this is going. So I finished up the draft. I spent several hours on the day before it was due reading it over out loud with my husband, and he would critique a little bit, and we would say, oh, these words don't really work. Oh, this doesn't make sense, or oh, I think you need a transition here, and put a lot of hours into it, honestly, and I submitted it. All my materials were in, and all that was left was to wait and hear back from the commencement committee. And we were supposed to hear back. I submitted it on a Sunday. It was due the following day, that Monday, and then they were going to notify all of the semifinalists by Friday. 
and the week went by. I didn't really receive any communication from the commencement committee at all. I didn't hear back from them saying, yes, we received all your materials. Thank you so much for submitting them. So I figured, okay, they're just going to get there when they get there. And I, you know, the week after spring break is the busiest week of the whole year. So I figured, you know, maybe they're behind. Maybe this is just how this works. And Friday came and went, and I didn't hear anything from the committee. And at that point, I was sort of, in my head, I was trying to settle with the truth that my speech wasn't picked and it wasn't going to be me. But there was still a part of my brain that was trying to be hopeful, like, you know, we haven't heard back yet. That means it could still be up in the air. Maybe they're running behind, you know, just wait and see. And I was grappling with these two conflicting ideas in my head of, oh, I wasn't picked, and oh, there's still hope. And that was so challenging for me over the course of the weekend, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday into Monday, when I still hadn't heard anything. And the more I didn't hear anything, I was still, still having hope. And it was so challenging to sort of reconcile how much I'd actually been genuinely excited to be considered and maybe even have the chance. But then that Monday, I ran into one of my professors and mentors who's on that committee, and I just asked him, like, have they told the semifinalists who they are yet? Have they notified anyone? I haven't heard anything. And he he told me that they had notified the semifinalists already and that I must not be one of them. And the com- The way it works is it's blind, so the committee reads the nominations and the submissions without knowing which student belongs to which speech. So he he knew that I had applied, but he didn't know which one was mine. And he looked really disappointed that I hadn't gotten picked either, and that made me feel a little better. And they had read all the speeches, and he knew which – after I told him, he knew which one was mine, and he said, oh, we really liked yours. And I was like, oh, well, thanks. And so that was sort of the end of it. And I knew that it wasn't going to be me, that I didn't get chosen as commencement speaker. And it really, really hurt. And it took a couple of conversations with some friends of mine and my husband and my therapist before we started to kind of unwrap why it hurts so much and sort of that conflict of the hope and the knowing that it's not meant to be. And sort of what all of those conversations came up to is that I linked a lot of my own self-worth and I linked a lot of the meaning behind my accomplishments to being chosen as commencement speaker. And in my head, I had sort of built up that the things I've done are only good and they're only good enough if I'm chosen. And I'm only good enough if I get chosen. And then when I wasn't, it was sort of this spiral of, oh, you didn't get chosen, you didn't get chosen, your speech wasn't good enough, you didn't get picked, you weren't good enough. And that was really hard. And I'm still sort of grappling with it in my own way. 
but it's gotten a lot easier now that I realize that that's why it hurts so much and that's what I did and that's how I was thinking about it because now I know in the future when these things happen again and hopefully I will get other opportunities to be put up for awards like this and you know everybody likes that acknowledgement of wow we see you've been doing great work and we want to show you off to the world how amazing we think you are like everyone loves that that's something that a lot of people crave and I think knowing now how much I linked my own self-worth to that opportunity to be commencement speaker I think I'll be at least more mindful about not doing that in the future and you know it's a work in progress and I can see now in the past with other opportunities for awards like this where I've definitely linked a lot of my own self-worth to different things, like applying for graduate school. I was very, very excited to be applying to graduate school, and I was very nervous, and I had a lot of doubt, like, am I good enough to get into graduate school? Oh, I don't know. Have I done enough things? Are my grades high enough? You know, am I good enough? And I got into graduate school, so in my head, the answer was, well, yes, you are good enough. You got into graduate school. You are good enough. And that's really so black and white. And the more I realize that I'm doing it, the more I realize how many of my peers also do that. And I wanted to bring attention to it because it's so, so, so important for college students especially to realize that they are not the sum of their GPA And they are not the sum of their academic achievements or their extracurricular achievements. Like, every single person has worth, even if the rest of the world does not know it and does not acknowledge it in the ways that they want. I wanted to do this episode also because I worked so hard to write my commencement speech draft And something I've been sort of fighting with is I worked so hard on it and no one is ever going to hear it. And I don't want that. You know, I want people to know, I want my class to know how proud I am of them. And I want to be able to present this in some way to show how hard I worked on it and then to even in a little bit of a prideful way, like say like, wow, someone considered me and thought that I would be a great commencement speaker. Like, thank you so much to that professor who believed in me and, like, put me on this journey, even if it didn't go the direction I wanted. So I wanted to read out loud the speech that I wrote for 2019 College for Women at St. Catherine University commencement. Throughout our lives, we are constantly being assessed. From writing our names in kindergarten to meeting the competencies required by our senior seminars, we have been called to prove again and again that we are learning. Proving our knowledge comes in many forms, discussions, tests and quizzes, papers, clinicals, presentations, and more. We walk out of here today with diplomas in our hands. It has been a long road to get us here some of us longer than others, but we have finally arrived. So, 
what have we learned at St. Kate's? Our coursework has covered everything from medical nutrition therapy to microeconomic theory to molecular biology and more. We've been challenged more times than we can count, but through it, we have become critical thinkers. Every day, I'm amazed at the depth and breadth of knowledge found in St. Kate's students. All of us are going out into the world fully prepared to handle anything thrown our way. The most important things we have learned at St. Kate's were not taught in the classroom. They are ideas that cannot be measured, truths about the world around us and about ourselves. Everyone here has a different answer to this question. What is the most important thing you learned at St. Kate's? Here is mine. I never hated public speaking, but for so long I never wanted to speak up because I didn't believe that anything I had to say was important. It felt to me as though my ideas were only wasting people's time. But in the last four years, you, my fellow students, have continually challenged me and pushed me out of my comfort zone. You've encouraged me to speak out, asked me questions, corrected me, validated me. You have lifted me up. I may not always be right when I speak, but I am not afraid anymore. My voice matters. My experiences and what I have to say are valuable. The most important thing I have learned at St. Kate's has come from you, class of 2019. You have taught me that the most powerful way I can use my voice is to lift up the people around me. And so, graduates, the St. Catherine University class of 2019, I want to leave you with an affirmation. To everyone I have met and everyone I have yet to meet, your experiences and wisdom humble me. I am so full of wonder and awe at how thoughtful you are, how determined, how kind, how brave, how resilient. And I want to tell you all today that your voices matter. Your experiences and what you have to say are valuable. You are valuable. Class of 2019, let us remember that we are learning new things every day and that we deserve to be surrounded by people who will lift us up. Congratulations, everyone, and I wish you the very best. As I reflected on how disappointed I was that I wasn't chosen, I kept going back to what I had written in the speech about how true it is. And I think that's another reason why it hurt so much is I especially in the last year of college, have come to the realization that I used to silence myself because I thought I didn't have anything important to say. And it's been through such positive interactions with my classmates and my faculty mentors and the people I've met really everywhere at St. Kate's who have challenged that idea in me and continually affirmed to me that they value the things I say and that has made me value the things that I have to say. And that's another reason why I really wanted to talk about this on the podcast. I didn't really tell any of my friends or really, I didn't tell a whole lot of people in my life at all that I'd been nominated and that I was in the running for commencement speaker because I was trying to protect myself from the embarrassment of having to tell all of them that I didn't get chosen. And I'm still sort of struggling with that, especially because it doesn't really feel like 
you know, this is the kind of thing you can talk about. I mean, the commencement form said, oh, even if you're not chosen, like, you can put this on your resume. And I'm like, it doesn't really count, does it, unless you're actually picked? And maybe it doesn't. But I know I've learned a lot from this experience. Even though I haven't really liked what I've learned and I haven't liked how much it hurt and how much I've been dwelling over this. And again, this is another reason I wanted to do an episode about it is because I wanted to be able to put to words everything I'd been thinking and everything I'd been feeling over the past couple of weeks that this has been going on. And I hope I'm speaking for my peers and I'm hoping that other college students who are listening are hearing a little bit of this in themselves. Because it's so easy for me in every area of my life to attach my own self-worth to the things that I'm doing and the validation I'm receiving externally. Even something as simple as being a student worker and being told by my supervisors how what a great job I'm doing and that makes me feel like, oh, I have to keep doing a great job, but then You know, I miss a meeting, I forget to do a task, I'm late for something. And I feel as though I don't deserve what they've been saying. And I don't, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm obviously not a good student worker if I'm late, you know. And that's just not true. I mean, obviously, like, student workers shouldn't be late, not the point. But the more I see myself doing it, the more I'm trying to be more mindful about it and the more I'm trying to stop. Because the more I'm able to validate myself, the happier I'm going to be, and the more confident I'm going to be, and the more I'm going to be able to believe in myself. It feels great when other people validate you, but I need to be able to do it for myself, and you need to be able to do it for yourself. And that's something that's totally a work in progress for everybody, especially for me. And as I'm managing different disappointments and different achievements and trying to figure out, well, am I a good person because I got into this? And am I not a good person because I didn't get picked for this? It's so, so, so confusing and hard to manage. And it just makes me unhappy. As a dietetics major, I think it's especially challenging for us to separate being good enough academically with being good enough in the rest of our lives. And this is totally not exclusive, but I've noticed this in my own peers and in me, that because we're studying something that we also hypothetically should be practicing, we're studying nutrition and the best nutrition practices. And we should be, and I say should with quotes around it, we should be applying those to our own lives because we're you know, meant to be great representations of our profession, right? But that puts a lot of pressure on us. I'm not going to speak for my classmates here, but to become a dietitian, you have to match to an internship, and the matching process is pretty complicated. It's pretty long. It's very competitive. So in my small cohort of graduating seniors, we had, I think, five people apply to be matched, and three were matched and two were not. And I won't speak for their experiences, but I think, especially in dietetics and other professions like this, it's really hard not to link your self-worth to something like that because you've been studying for the last four years. 
to become a dietitian and you finish your undergraduate degree and you go to an internship and then you become one. So if there's a blip in that process, it's so easy to turn that self-blame into something negative. Oh, I wasn't good enough. I didn't get in. I'm not meant to be a dietitian. What on earth did I do all of this for? And I've loved seeing the resiliency in my classmates, one of whom didn't get matched, but she did all she did get into a PhD program and she's fully funded and I'm so excited for her to have that opportunity to do the research and learn and grow, even if that means, you know, the RD dream is a little farther away. And it's so easy for me to see that in other people and so, so hard for me to be able to do that for myself. It's so easy for me to see in my classmates how amazing they are and how deserving they are of you know, all of their accolades and their grades and how hard they work and just how thoughtful they are. Like, I'm continually in awe of the people I go to school with. And I genuinely do believe the words in the speech I wrote. I believe that their voices matter and I believe that lifting each other up is one of the most important things that we can do. But it's so hard for me to be able to believe that for myself and believe that I too am worthy of being lifted up and I too am valuable. And as much as I've finally come to realize it, it's sometimes a matter of my head knows it, but my heart can't believe it's true, especially in moments like this. So I'm really, really hoping that doing this episode will get me a little bit of closure. I'll be able to put a nice end to this crazy, crazy adventure that has been the last couple of weeks of this commencement speaker process. And I'm hoping I can raise a little bit of awareness for college students everywhere and young adults everywhere that we are not the sum of our achievements. We are so much more. It's so crazy, this process, and I've learned so much about myself through going through this and feeling happy and hopeful and sad and disappointed and everything else and realizing how much I really need to start believing in myself. As hard as that is, it is so hard. And the more I do that, the happier I am. And I know I already said that. And good things happen. They do. They really do. I mean, I got into graduate school, which is crazy enough in itself and I'm so excited for that journey and then just today a couple of minutes ago I got an email from the student senate that I was nominated and selected to receive the Nicole Miller Social Justice Award and I didn't even know I'd been nominated for that and I'm like I haven't stopped smiling since I read that email even though we've been talking about other things that have made me upset and now I have to focus on this the other way of, I got this award and it's so amazing and I'm so happy to be acknowledged, but this doesn't define my self-worth either. So I think it's always going to be a work in process and it's always going to be a little crazy and I'm very much looking forward to that journey. Thank you so much for listening today. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to give me a five-star rating and a review on whatever platform you are listening on. 
My website is feedthatnation.com and you can follow me on social media at feedthatnation. My name is Natalie Nation. You're listening to Feed That Nation and I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.